Hey guys, I am very excited about this today. I've got Tyler Koala from Journey to Truth. He's an experiencer, independent researcher, and passionate disclosure activist. Most popularly known in the Awakening in Awakening the Community for the Journey to Truth podcast, hosted by him and also fellow disclosure activist Aaron Kuhn. Together, they have created a platform for discussing any and all controversial and eye-opening topics without limitations in an effort to spread awareness to the masses. And today we're going to talk about Tyler's experiences in the astral. And I'm very excited about this. So thank you, Tyler. I'm excited too. It's something I don't get to talk about enough. We touch on it sometimes when we're interviewing people, but I have a lot to say. I've experienced a lot and I've learned a lot. Most importantly, I've learned a lot. And I kind of at first, I didn't know why it was happening. Now I really have a good understanding on what's going on, why why these attacks happen, and why they target people, and and then more importantly, how they're doing it. And once you know how they do it, you can do something about it. So it's been quite the journey. Excellent. And I think what you brought up was key: is like why were they happening? And and as we unfold in life, we can look back with a lens of discernment to figure out oh, now this happened because of this. And I don't know about you, but sometimes for me, it's like, well, why isn't my team protecting me? Why this kind of stuff, right? But first, you talk about being an experiencer. What does that mean to you? That means experiencing shit that no one, that the normal person doesn't. (laughs) Pardon my (laughs) language. Uh, It's something, you know, I didn't know what an experiencer was either. Um, you know, you hear of contactee, abductees, but that's not exactly what I was at the time when all this started happening. My mother passed away when I was 25, and that's when everything started. And I guess an experiencer to me would be just experiencing things that a normal person would laugh at you. You know, if you tried to tell them, hey, I was just levitated out of my bed last night or whatever, there was a shadow person in my room or whatever the case is. You know, after years of that, I guess you it's safe to call myself an experiencer. I think it's really important, though, that we bring up these topics because there is a sense of loneliness that happens when we're dealing with, I'm going to call it the paranormal just because it's an easy word. But there's a sense of loneliness that happens because who do you trust to talk to? How do you navigate through this? And how do you navigate through it safely, right? Right. I understand completely when it first started happening, you just, I just didn't talk about it. I didn't tell anyone. I even lived with two roommates at the time, had no idea this stuff was happening to me in the same exact house they were in. Um, I would say things to kind of gauge their reaction, you know, if anything happened the night before, but they were oblivious to it. You know, we were all in a coma we weren't even sleepers we were in a coma back then we were just partying you know just living it up and this started happening to me and i i came from i i grew up in a very religious family um christian on one side catholic on the other side even went to bible school at one point Uh, it was always pushed on me so i didn't i hated it like anything that was pushed upon me i just i just like have that rebel gene in me like carrie cassidy talks about so uh, once I was old enough to break free from that, I broke free. Then I just didn't believe in anything. I found some atheists. I'm like, okay, I like these guys. They're cool. I fit in here because 
you know, they're not indoctrinated by this religion or, or whatever under mind control, hypnotized, whatever you want to call it. So I went from that to just not believing in anything and the whole science and evolution, you know, all the stuff that they push on us. And then my mother passed away and I started experiencing the things that I didn't believe in. So I was forced, <laughs> I was forced to look at this stuff through a new lens and it didn't take me long to understand that it was all real, all of it. I think it was always within me. I was just kind of suppressing it for some reason, maybe because I was afraid to face it. What was happening um, at that time? The, well, the first thing that happened was, is I, very shortly after my mother passed away, like a week, maybe two weeks, um, that time of my life is kind of blurry, but it was right after she passed away, I experienced levitation out of my bed and and then the paralysis where there's something on top of me i guess i'll just share that story it's a long story but i'll be brief about it i was laying in bed uh didn't have cable tv i fell asleep to a seinfeld dvd every night that's all i had and laying there trying not to fall asleep laughing at the episode and my tv remote that was laying next to me on my right starts floating out of my bed actually floating out of my bed and i'm looking at this thing like i don't even you don't even know what to think and right. I, I heard i'm like uh, well i better grab that you know and i go to grab it and when i go to grab it i start floating out of my bed and at the time all i knew or had heard of was out of body experiences so i thought maybe that's what was happening to me and i started floating higher and higher until I was about to hit the ceiling. And the first thing, the only thing in your mind is I need to get back down into bed. So I somehow managed to turn around to where I was not facing the ceiling, but I was facing the bed. And when I did that, we I had these mirrored closet doors. When I turned around, I saw myself in the mirror, in the air, my body wasn't in bed. So it wasn't an out of body experience. I saw myself in the mirror with the TV remote floating next to me. And that's when I panicked. That's when I got real. I'm like, holy shit, this isn't a dream. So I start trying to doggy paddle, like swim, because I don't know, I've never flown before. First, so you're just trying to... Levitation is just so common. <laughs> right. So I'm trying to like doggy paddle back down. Reminded me of that scene from Willy Wonka when they're floating around. Um, I was doing that and it was working. And as I got closer to the bed, something felt like it just took over my whole body and it like spun me around my, crossed my, my arms and legs were crossed like the, like a mummy position. And I was slammed down in the bed and there was this heavy weight on top of me. I couldn't see anything, but it felt like something was trying to kill me. And I thought I was actually dying. I remember having the thoughts go through my head that somebody was going to find me dead the next day, just laying in bed because I couldn't move. I couldn't scream for help. I couldn't do anything. You know how the sleep paralysis, anyone who's had it, they know how it is. But this had to be the most severe. Well, it was the first time I had ever experienced it. And it was also one of the most severe cases because I had no defense for it, zero. And they got me. And I remember just sitting there, like trying to give myself a pep talk, like, come on, you can do this. You can do this. After I had all the dark thoughts about dying, then I was like, okay, I can know, like, just move. Why can't you move? Just move your arms, move your legs. So I'm talking to myself and I'm like, 
uh, it's just part of my language, but I'm telling myself, I'm like, come on, don't be a pussy. You can do it. <laughs> and, and I somehow managed to break free and I jumped out of, ca caught my breath. I jumped out of bed. I, I, I don't even know how fast I made it into the kitchen, but it was like that. I flung the door open and ran down the hall. I was in the kitchen, looked back. I'm like, what the fuck just happened? You know? And I'm standing out there for who knows how long looking back down the hall, expecting like some demon or something to come down the hall, come out of my bedroom. <clears throat> I finally catch my breath and I walk back down slowly, peek around the corner. Yeah, everything's clear. No, everything's fine. And I turn all the lights on and I never went back to sleep that night. And that was the first time that it happened. And that was the first of many of That's years. That's terrifying, worth. right? It is terrifying yeah. when that happens. First of many. Um, happened for years yeah wow did anybody else in the house that you're living with have those experiences or was it just you not that no one ever mentioned anything to me okay so, yeah i have a theory do you think back then the dark side saw your potential future that's possible i've also gotten some other information over the years that help makes a lot of sense too i think a, what you said is very possible. And I think that might be why some of the attacks continue because of the work that I'm doing. But it was through a session I had with somebody where it came through that I was, um, they were using me. So once they're always after our souls, as you know, right. always after our souls. So my mother had just passed away and let's just pretend something was after her soul, right? After she, she transitioned or she didn't transition yet apparently according to the information from this one session i was being used as bait to lure my mother's soul in so they could try to trap her soul um which makes a lot of sense because they would know that she would she couldn't stand seeing me suffer in the way that i was at that time because i was suffering it got to the point where i was 25 and i was afraid of the dark i was afraid to go to bed mm -hmm. i i wouldn't watch scary movies girls uh, go on dates they would laugh at me because i was afraid of scary movies they'd make fun of me oh you're not a man whatever but i didn't want to tell them what was happening to me because i thought it was crazy it was a tough time it was a very how, tough time how do you how do you and this is i've dealt with this too but for those out there listening how do you deal with knowing what's real right how do you keep your sanity with reality at that time um <laughs> you don't <Or> do you <laughs> you don't actually i i miss countless days of work um i miss countless nights of sleep that's amazing i still kept a job uh luckily i had a cool boss and i, I was in constructions so they're a little more lenient you know it's not it was just i was in a good position as far as that goes but um maintaining sanity at that point wasn't the hard part that came later <laughs> that came way <laughs> later after this, if they're really picked up, because it, it became more than just attacks, it became not, it, some positive, very positive stuff as well. But it became like an entire different reality where that was happening to me at night, this experience that I was having at night, every night, almost, uh, it was hard to decipher, distinguish that between my normal reality, and it was all merging and blending. So that came way later. At the time, what saved me was finally deciding to tell my father about it. I decided to 
just I had to tell somebody. So I decided to tell him. I opened up to him. And it was amazing what happened after that. Like all the help that I needed just showed up. It, it, but all it yeah. took for me was to speak my truth. I had to say something out loud that no one's going to come help you if you don't ask for help or if you don't start speaking your truth. And there's a whole snowball of synchronicities that happened at that point that led me to Reiki energy healing and just so many different modalities and different people that were experts on the subject and whatever. And I actually found like a whole tribe of people that were experiencing the same thing. And that led to some major discoveries. And then uh, I figured out a way to combat it. But then that's when I realized, wow, these things are tricky and they start changing their tactics and it's a whole story, but yeah. Absolutely. They do. Status quo is not good. And I think for many people who consider themselves light workers, we we all need to up our spiritual toolboxes because they can match frequency, punch through and retreat and come back. Yeah. Question. Yeah. How did you and Aaron come together to do this podcast that you guys do? We met at a conference in 2018 in Loveland, Colorado. Um, we met there, but we ended up, we found out that we both are from the same city, same town, St. Louis. And we just kind of hit it off as friends. And when he came back through town a couple weeks after the conference, we met up for lunch and we both kind of wanted to do something. He had an idea for the podcast. Honestly, I thought it was a, not a good idea. I was like, well, I, I mean, I was like, sure, why not? Let's do it. But I, I didn't, that's not what I had in mind. And, but I figured why not? We're not doing anything else. And it was, we had zero expectations. I had, I mean, when I say zero, I mean zero, like, this was just like, why not? Like, let's just do it for fun. Well, four and a half years later, uh, here I am. We've, Isn't we've that crazy? Yeah, and it, it makes me wonder what your lifetimes were like in past lifetimes to come together, to just merge so quickly. And, and nothing is effortlessly, but it seems effortless, right? To the viewers. But you guys really have a great sense of seeking the truth mm. in so many ways where most people are afraid to go. I mean, true spiritual courage is standing up to the face of fear, right? Yeah. And when you do that, you knock them down. And you guys have been doing that for so many thousands and th tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of people over just a mere four and a half years. Yeah, it's pretty incredible to think about, actually, when you put it into perspective like that. When you say effortless, that's what it was. I think that's why. I don't know. I don't know why it happened the way it did, but we were meant to be doing this. And at no point did we have to force anything. It was always it was like the universe just kind of took the wheel and it was effortless. We didn't really hit any pushback. Um you know, there's a couple of road bumps. You learn things the hard way, but we were amateurs. We had no experience at all. So, but it was all kind of divinely guided, I would say. And that's when you know you're on the right path yeah. because it was made, it was very easy for us. It was effortless in a way we were putting in the work, but at the same time, it was like this even exchange, this, this, you know, we were getting the feedback and the, um, I, you know what I'm saying? Oh, absolutely. And 
it's so cool when that happens, right? I mean, mm-hmm. how many of us, what you guys have as a team, and you can call yourselves a team or, you know, co-host or whatever it is, what you guys have, so many people want and strive for, right? And, but what is meant to be is meant to be. And I want to kind of go back to your mom a little bit. And you were talking about how they, the dark side essentially was torturing you to see if they could get your mom, you know, basically. And honestly, I had a similar experience with my dad. My, when my dad died, um, he started hanging out with us as a ghost. And way back when I didn't know what to do about that. He didn't cross over and I didn't know what the difference was. My in-laws died. They never saw them again after they died, but my dad kept coming back and forth. And one day, my daughter, one of my daughters and I saw my dad as a ghost, literally get taken by the dark side and go whoop and just disappeared. It was scarier and all, you know, scary. He eventually came back, but he was really battered up. So the concept of these things taking our loved ones is a really big deal. This is why we want to cross them over and assist them. And do you know what happened with your mom at some point or? She's, um, she's transitioned. I'm pretty sure of okay. you know, I'm almost positive. I can't see in that, into that realm. So obviously uh, I don't have the visual evidence, but I feel. You're, like you're, I'm, you're right on with that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Somewhere along the way, and I, I get the impression, by the way, they're sh- actually showing me pictures of your mom being some type of important figure. I don't know what it is, but her time there was done so she can assist you rarely. And if you don't mind my talking, they're just like, no, sure. rarely do humans become guides for other living humans. And so she is, a <clears throat> she's a part of your team. I'm seeing her actually as a as a taller being but she is orchestrating this for you and i i almost wonder did she put she and the other teams put you two together yeah that that's that's what they're showing me is they're going one two one two putting referring to you and aaron so but your mom is in a good space i can absolutely tell you that they're showing me that they're showing me her she's in a in a spirit form um, and she's really tall and literally I'm seeing her literally as golden for lack of a better word. Mm-hmm. So for whatever that's worth, I know it's an easy thing for me just to say that, but I do sincerely mean that. Right. I've had plenty of experiences with her over the years now where she is just, just benevolent light like this being. Yeah. And, uh, she's visited me. We've had conversations. I mean, it's been pretty incredible um sometimes it's you know brings up all the emotions again yeah but it's it's beautiful so um i that resonates yeah okay fantastic and i want to ask you what's been going on lately we've been talking about uh the history but what's been going on lately because i know that you've been dealing with some things and i would love to discuss those with you because and i don't know what they are yet but discuss those with you because it's going to help other people who are also dealing with certain issues. Right. Well, the only reason I understand what's going on now is because of the whole middle part of the story that we can cover on that. But mm-hmm. uh, it was me learning, first of all, lucid dreaming. I didn't understand. I could. This was something I just realized I could do. 
It okay. wasn't something I practiced. Tell me what, it, give us an, ex, what is lucid dreaming? And we can go to the middle of the story too. We can chop this it, part out, but. It, it might help. So okay. lucid, lucid dreaming uh, to me is I was one night I discovered I was having this experience, having this dream and we were driving in this car and this like UFO came over the car and then it took off and, I, and we were, I was with these other people and we we're like, Oh my God, that was awesome. I'd love to see that again. And for some reason, I just like, it came over me. Something said, you can see it again, just go back. And it was like, Oh, it just hit me that I knew how to do this. And I, I literally like rewound my dream, like a movie and went back and I was able to like, go slow it down and watch it again and look closer at the craft and then and it's like you could pause it you could fast forward it's like it's like a, a literal movie and you can start controlling your dreams and not only that you're conscious now you're under you're aware that you're dreaming and so you understand that you can wake yourself up at any time if there's danger or whatever so this is something that i slowly realized that i could do and once you start understanding that you're dreaming and you're not you know most of the time you wake up and like oh god that was just a dream but now i'm dreaming and i know it's a dream so then you can take control take the wheel and this is when i started noticing the infiltrators the glitch the mm -hmm. sleepwalkers the dreamwalkers whatever you want to call them uh, they would always in my dreams prior to that i would always i realized that every time i would wake up paralyzed something was attacking me in my actual dream, some sort of demon person. It didn't matter what it was. So then now that I'm aware, I could see this thing like just it would like just like blip into my dream experience. And I would notice it and it would no matter what, like a movie, it would just get closer to me, closer to me. And if it finally got to me, that's when I would wake up paralyzed with a, a shadow being on top of me or whatever. Um, so then then I realized I could wake myself up. And so in one on one occasion, this thing finally like was getting cl super close to me. It was a gigantic tall man, like whatever. And I was running from him. I went and hid in his closet in the dream and he came busting through the closet and I just like, wake up. So I woke myself up. And when I did that, I woke up with a shadow person standing next to my bed, like about to crawl on top of me. And I startled it. It wasn't expecting me to wake up. And it, I scared it. I know I did. And it like, I could, you can see it in facial expression, but it's all energy. And I startled it and it just glided out of my room around the end of my bed and out the door. And I'm like, wow, that worked. And I did a clearing. I knew I had learned how to do clearings and stuff. And I was like, wow, I could, I, and I fell back asleep and it never came back. So then I started just waking myself up sooner I started noticing as soon as they would infiltrate my dream and I would see them there, they could look like whatever they want, an old lady, an actual demon, an animal, whatever it is, you always, you just know the way they feel. They don't belong. It just stands out like a sore thumb. And when I would see them show up, I would wake myself up and clear myself, protect myself and go back to sleep. And it stopped. I was like, wow, I found a solution. Um, but then they started showing up as loved ones. So they would show up as a loved one and it would be my mom or my grandma or somebody in my family who you trust right. and they would, they would get close to me that way. And then I realized, okay, <laughs> I can't even trust when I see a family member in my dream now. Yeah. So I was onto that and I would wake up and then they started, then that's when they became invisible. 
they somehow figured out a way to cloak themselves. And the first time they got to me, I'm like, how did that happen? I didn't see anything. The second time, um, it was really interesting. It went from showing up as my family members to now family members, my mom, my grandma, sometimes they would show up and they were warning me. They would start pointing at something. Even my stepdad, they would start pointing at something that wasn't there. And they're like, I'm like, what, what? I don't see it. And then it would attack me. And I woke up I'm like, oh, I see. They're warning. They're telling me like, oh, they're, they're cloaked now. They're invisible. So after this happened a couple of times, I noticed to look for the warnings. There was always somebody from my team who would show up to warn me that there's an invisible invader. And I would always know, I would know to look for the sign. So once I looked for that sign, once I knew how to do that, then they started showing up as objects. This is when it got tricky. They would show up as an object or no, they showed up as animals first, some sort of animal, a fish. I'd be swimming in water and a fish would swim up to me and it would get me and it was just like, and then I realized, okay, I don't trust any animals now. Then they showed us, showed up as objects. And for some reason they had a way of making themselves desirable. So it would be like, for instance, it was a clock, this old clock that I just couldn't resist. I had to go and touch it. Don't ask me why, but in the dream, I had to go and touch it. When I touched it, that's when I woke up with this thing on top of me. You have to fight it off. It's always different. Could be a little guy. I mean, I started seeing these things in my room. They would be this tall. Sometimes they would be huge. Sometimes they would be had the head of a jack-o'-lantern. Sometimes they would be translucent. I could see like red veins, um, reptilian, the grays, um, just shadow people most of the time, but they're any shape and size and form you can imagine. And there's so yeah. many different beings. That's why I don't use the word spirit all that often because right. it could be anything, right? Yeah. And it's it's you the evolution of them is interesting what you're pointing out because you finally figure out their pattern, right? Yeah. So you figure out their pattern and they're like, oh snap, we gotta shift our pattern. This yeah. is so common, and this is why it's hard to remove them at times because they keep shifting, they figure out our patterns and there will be sometimes I'm working with a client and I'm like, nope, I gotta be random. I'll say, gotta reschedule and I'll just like call them out of the blue because yeah. when they don't know the pattern, it makes a difference. One of the techniques I'll use and I'm just gonna share this with people is the concept of those disco balls from the 70s. If yeah. you can visualize a disco ball from the 70s and take the mirrors, it's kind of sophisticated, but practice this. Make each mirror a different frequency and spin it around. They can't match the frequencies. And mm. it creates a really nice barrier. It takes a while to, to, to put that all together. But once you do it, it's really helpful because yeah. there's so many different frequencies that they can't match right and there's so many people that are like just raise your frequency and they can't get to you at all i'm like you know no, i've, I've tried a... that <laughs> or some people are like you know by putting up that protection you're attracting the very thing you're trying to protect yourself from and, and i thought about that and then i quit i, I was like no, i'm gonna try it i'm gonna quit giving it any energy and then the second i let my guard down they would come in again so uh, it's like, you would never walk. This is a battle. This is a war. You would never walk onto a battlefield and drop your armor and your weapons and be like, right, let's just see what happens. Yeah. Like, you're not going to go to a battlefield in your bathing suit. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that's just not what you do right now. So, um, to the people who think that that's possible, maybe you can do it, but I can't. And whatever, for whatever reason, like, um, just doesn't work that way for me, but they started getting after the objects, 
then they started sneak attacking me. Uh, uh -huh. I would like walk through a door in a dream and they would like pounce on me. Like they would hide behind something. They tried everything. And then they, and then somehow they just, just started, they would not show up at all. And I would just wake up under attack. Like, and I'm like, how are they doing this now? Like they, like they, they're just showing up. They're not even, I'm not even having a dream about them, but I'm waking up under attack. And that's kind of where I'm at now. Um, and I'm trying to navigate that. And it's not just even the astral realm. They can manipulate things in the 3D reality and affect you in that way too. And I realize now they're really, really, the, the entire game is targeting the heart. And I think that's what they've been doing it for years. I mean, the CIA creates a heart attack gun in the 50s. I mean, they're always going after the heart. It's not just the, it's the heart chakra, the heart center. That's it's where the seed atom of the soul lives, right? It's right. where our soul resides. And if they can harm the soul that way, yeah. then they gain an upper hand. And mm -hmm. as, as this is evolving, I think this is a great, it's a great story to tell because it, I think it's giving people an understanding of how this dark world operates. And just because we can't see them necessarily doesn't mean they don't exist. We didn't believe viruses and bacteria existed until we could, until we had the microscope, right? It's the right. same concept. So if we can really understand this, and then I think this is where a lot of the, we've been given misinformation by the so-called light side that are posers. They're shape, they're really shapeshifters pretending to be light beings. And as humans, we're so trusting, right? Mm -hmm. we, we are going to believe that these elements will work to protect us. But what it does is it gives them, gives us a false sense of security so they can have a different way to attach one of the best things that we can do is is literally just remove them. And I, and I kind of kid around, but I'm not kidding. It's like recycling is not going to save this planet. Right. Removing the dark forces will, but they've been left unchecked for many millennia. Mm -hmm. And now, and you said the greys and the reptilians, the shadow people, and, and any other myriad of, of beings or elements. And you're telling me what I'm seeing is that they're all starting to work together. Mm-hmm. Before yeah. they weren't really working together, but now they really are. Yeah, they are. And so things started lightening up for me, um, mm -hmm. kind of, yes and no. It's like one of these things. Um, I had someone come to my house and, and do some, uh, clear my house. And I didn't have them. It just kind of synchronistically happened. They were here. They were guided to do it. And they told me that they described it as if it was like a prison break. They had put some sort of barrier up around my house to where every, even every time I left my house, like something I would always, uh, it was like really, it was really fearful for me to leave and give, go far away from my home. I would like, for some reason, like I would be so out of my comfort zone. All I would, I would get super homesick or whatever. Your home is, um, your fortress, right? And and I right. go through that. I have not been traveling much at all this year, but for that reason. But they created what they did was they had some sort of frequency here that was um, keeping me in prison, so I wouldn't travel, so I mm -hmm. would stay home, and I wouldn't explore and break free, and whatever their frequency was broken, and what came through from that person was that um, they they basically just had were camp set up camp here at my house and in the St. Louis area. And for years, and 
but whenever they did that quote jailbreak and whatever happened in during that session it shifted a lot like i noticed a, a bit, like it wasn't just me personally but it was my actual home and i had cleared it and done a million things but until the right person comes with the right ingredient to you know whatever the right recipe uh it was profound like it was like wow i could feel the difference i could just feel the shift in the energy in my home and things got a lot better um but it was <laughs> it was crazy because i started realizing i just recently had this major heart activation this major heart opening uh it was just, i went to belize and had this amazing spiritual life-changing experience and I dropped into my heart and these walls came down in a way that I never had before. And it was all due to this cat, <laughs> this cat that was on the site, which I think was some like divine, like advanced liar. It wasn't an accident, life. right? Right. And this cat yeah. jumped up onto my, it was, it was with me the whole time. It was at the resort. It was hanging out with me every night. It kept trying to run into my room. And one night it jumped onto my lap and it, put its head into my heart and started purring just super heavy this extremely heavy purring and I knew what it was doing it was like there was this communication it was opening up my heart and breaking down those walls and I had this amazing experience for the whole rest of the trip it's a long story um, but I came home as this new person in my heart and all in love with everything and the very first thing that happened, I wake up the next morning, my dogs are going crazy, barking at something outside, just barking, 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 and I have to go look. And they had just, they as I walked out, my dog was killing a baby kitten. And there was a mother and a baby underneath the firewood in my backyard, which I don't know why they would be there because they know I have dogs, whatever. It's the neighborhood cat, but she had a kitten. And I watched the death of this kitten and I had just had this experience with this cat and it was just extra heartbreak, extremely heartbreaking. And I just knew in that moment, I'm like, this isn't normal. Like this is something, there's something off about this. It completely took all that vibration and all that love I was yeah. feeling. And this, I just experienced such heartbreak in that moment, even though it was for a kitten, it, it's just hard to explain when you're in that heart space, like dark stuff hurts even more. And and then like i was like wow it just hurt so bad and i had to like do something with the body and whatever and, uh that the next night i had this experience where this i just met this like my soulmate or twin whoever it would be in my dream and it was just love bond that i had never experienced before in my entire life it was we were so in love and I was like, who? It's like you finally met that person, right? That's just is beyond love. It was just a soul connection, and we laid down next to each other in the dream, and like I was just laying on top of her, like we were just cuddling, and and then it was just like heart to heart, and we were doing this amazing thing, and and then I rolled over, and like this is not sexual at all by any means. And I rolled over and she was just kind of like on top of me and we were just experiencing this amazing exchange. And then she morphed into this freaking demon and it just ripped that love. It, it can replace it with the worst possible feeling you could ever imagine. And beyond heartbreak, it was horrible. Actually thinking about it makes me. It's a upset. betrayal on a really deep level. Yes. It was like this. So, and then. And then I woke up from that experience while well, I woke up under attack. Um, this being was on top of me, but this time I could hear it. It was like, 
I could literally hear it in my ears um, and I could feel it and I could see the shadow. It was small, actually. It was like this small little thing. And uh, I fought my way out of that. And then I had to sit there and realize that that whole experience wasn't real. It was a setup. Like they completely set that up to make me to make me fully be in love and then just betray, rip it away from me. And they and started then, by putting the chink in your armor with the kitten. Right. Exactly. So they can apport animals. The Egyptians did it all the time. So right. they apported an animal to you, a kitten, because that's what they knew your experience was. And it put a chink in your armor. I've heard about, well, I call it aport, aport, I guess, whatever. Mm -hmm. I've heard about that before, but I never considered it with actual living beings. I knew items. I've had it happen a few times. I had, um, in our really dark days, um, I'm walking down the street. And I see this dog and it looks just like a street dog and it's, it's big, it's tan. It's got a black muzzle on. I'm like, well, this is weird. It's in our neighborhood and it's walking around and we're kind of like in a suburbia area in San Diego. And I look and it's following me. And I'm like, this is really weird. And then I watch it. I keep watching it and we go, to, I'm at one of my neighbor's house. And then all of a sudden it went behind the cars of the neighbors and I watch it pixelate into their fence. Wow. And then that was yeah. a friend like, whoa, okay, what the heck? It was, it was a watcher being. The next mm -hmm. one was I'm home alone and I'm working on some stuff and I'm cleaning, clearing stuff. And it's really intense. And I hear this big plop in the guest bathroom. Something fell in the toilet. I'm like, that's weird. What? Cause I'm home alone. The right. animals, the dog, the cat, the rabbit didn't move, didn't flinch, but I definitely heard this big plop in the toilet in the guest bathroom. I go in there and there's a rat in our toilet. Wow. We have rats in our house. I'm like, what the fuck? What am I supposed right. to do with this? Right. So I grab <laughs> yeah. a large Tupperware container and I'm getting myself soaking wet in toilet water. Thank goodness, you know, the girls remember to flush that day. I don't know. <laughs> and I scooped it out into this container and I took it out. And when I took it and I could feel it moving and it was like bouncing all over the plastic container, I took it outside in the front yard near the street and I let it go and it pixelated away. Wow. So they yeah, can these beings and they don't, they can take a physical object and move it. Yeah. I knew that. What they probably did to the cat, the kitten. Yeah. Because it doesn't sound like it would be logical that a mom cat would take a kitten over to your place with big dogs. Right? No, no. Because that cat walks by my yard every day. The mother, the black, it's a black cat too. Um, but every day she walks back and forth wherever she lives she's an outdoor cat and my dogs bark at her every day so she, she knows knew better. yeah she, she came knew to better. go get her kitten right yeah and unless yeah whatever however that worked yeah. out either way that but the scenario after that is like i really that really hit me hard because i'm like wow like you just can't trust anything yeah. you, you know even you're having the most beautiful experience ever and it just gets ripped away so after that i uh I call. I told my friend about it, and we we kind of reinforced uh, my home again, and everything stopped, and for a while, for a good couple of weeks, a month, which is good for me. And um, I know, <laughs> and it was amazing actually until I went out of town just very recently, and you know they're waiting for you out of town, um, and I went to this Airbnb, and first two nights in a row. Um, got attacked by grays and one of them I actually saw 
it just sounds crazy. The first night I saw them in my mind's eye, they showed themselves to me. It was a tall one, short ones, and a whole bunch of other ones behind it. And um, they were, every, as I was falling asleep, they would like shock me and like shock my whole nervous system and wake me up every time. They wouldn't let me sleep. And I, they showed me, they showed me themselves for some reason. And then they also showed me a cloaked vehicle and there was a ship above the house too. But there was also a cloaked like car outside in the parking lot. And that was the first night. Then the next night, I literally saw a shadow person. I hadn't even fallen asleep yet. I was playing on my phone. I, I saw a shadow person. I felt I felt them and saw them come into the room and then leave the room. But I, I kind of just like did my own clearing and I wanted I didn't even want to believe it. I'm like wrote it off. I'm like, no, whatever. And I'm I rolled over to fall asleep. And I like like you see on the internet, I literally the door bedroom door was open and this gray like I saw the hands and it popped its head around half of its head like that and it saw that I saw it and it popped back but it wasn't fully physical like it was transparent in a way yes yeah and it wasn't like fully physical but then I'm like, I'm like did I just see that I'm like I, you have to tell yourself like because you I'm so used to everything happening while you're sleeping or whatever, but not while you're awake or before you even fall asleep. I'm like, did I just see that? And right when I had that thought, I heard something like make a noise even down the hall. And I thought it was my friend coming, but it wasn't. And I had, I got up, turned all the lights on, did every, every trick in the book that I had and sealed everything off. And I ended up falling asleep after that. But like, like that just proves they, they're waiting for you out of town too. And uh, just really interesting. Well, they know our right plans. Now. They can read our minds. They know what's yeah. happening. Uh, it, again, it's not fair. It just is. Mm -hmm. And they were waiting and they're, and this was recently, you said, right? Yeah, very recently. And very. they're, they're literally throwing everything they can at us right now because we're at the tipping point. Mm -hmm. And it, it explains so much that what you're going through, I totally understand. And you're spot on. You are an influencer, which means that you've got a bigger price tag on your back. Um, anybody can bring somebody like you down or like me or many other people. Um, we carry a lot of weight and they get a big reward out of it. If they can knock us down a peg or two. Right. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't surprise me. And I think I think I'm doing things. Another version of me is doing things that's also pissing them off. And I think it's also not just an attack, but a retaliation to something I'm doing, like my higher self is doing, or another version of me is doing as well. I, maybe that might sound silly. Um, or a different I, timeline that you're on. Right. I feel well. like yeah. I feel like some of it is a retaliation. It's not all just a random attack. And um, it's very multifaceted. There's many ways to look at it, but regardless, it's happening. Uh, you know, and I, and I keep seeing these people talking about like all oh, the grays are gone. Uh, the reptilians are gone and I'm, I'm experiencing them. You for, I mean, you literally caught one on a gray on security camera. Like, yeah, I've you, got a bunch of grays on security camera. I managed to honestly right. get on their ship and rip out their replicator. And then they came after me like hornets and it was a rough night. Let me tell you. And I learned quite a bit, but these well, they guys, were terrorizing a school, weren't they? 
they're terrorizing a school and some businesses and they just had a big um network big network and i could see their ship their ship was outside of where i was staying and i could see it and by the grace of god i was able to teleport into that ship to rip out the replicator because when you rip out the replicator it's like the motherboard basically mm. but then they had all these satellite ships out there. You talked about the car. That's kind of like a satellite ship because then they can break off. But if you can manage to collect them all, that whole pod, that whole unit can now be properly taken care of, dismantled and returned back to source. And right. returning them back to source, even though they're not fully, Grays are, they have a lot of AI within them. AI is not new. And when we can return them back to source, we're just going to let the higher level beings just deal with them. I feel like it's above my pay grade. I've got so much other stuff to do. Right. And to, it's not my job to judge which beings cease to exist or not. Right. Mm -hmm. And, yeah. but yeah, they're around. And those people that are spreading that type of disinformation get the rest of us to rest on our laurels to give them an advantage. Right. And you have to ask yourself, why would that person be so adamant about saying that the grays are gone? Because probably who's working through them or manipulating them is some sort of gray. Yeah. Uh, I, I <laughs> yeah. mean, it's all speculation, right? So I don't want to point any fingers. But... No, it's not. But there's a logic trail we can follow. Um, right. And they could have been given misinformation. And again, these grays and other beings, they are shapeshifters. They right. can read our minds. So you've had that experience where they're replicating themselves to look like your mom right right they and that's just like a sucker punch right yeah and if somebody's fully hypnotized they're under some sort of hypnotic spell and somebody shows up as someone else they might not be able to discern whether or not it's really that person or not uh, depending on how far gone they are because yeah. it's really it really is what happens unfortunately um there's a you know, there's a number of people out there that I feel like, um, especially channelers and people who are constantly connecting like that, you need to just constantly be on guard. And like you said, always vet your sources, never trust, never trust. Never trust. Yeah. Five years ago, people would give me so much crap. Oh, you're so negative. You're so negative. It's like, no, I'm trying to keep myself safe. Right. And uh, just a quick word about channelers. Channelers really need to be careful who or what they're channeling. The light side doesn't need to go inside my body to give you a message, right? So we have to be really careful. It's not all channelers are, are negative or corrupted or whatever, but we really have to keep ourselves spiritually clean. Right. It's exactly. Channelers, are, I know some that are beautiful souls and, they're, mm -hmm. and I, I do actually, I truly believe, I know that some of them are connecting to positive groups. It's not, not every single channeler is manipulated, but if you aren't well versed in spiritual practices and cleaning cleansing the, whatever just doing any to protect and upping your your practices right changing right. your practices out so they can't penetrate yeah right um and we're, we're all susceptible to manipulation uh, even when we think we're not mm -hmm. it happens to the best of us including myself even very recently there's a situation where I should have known, I should have seen the red flags, but sometimes they just have a way of playing on something when your desires or emotions or whatever it is that you might not even realize 
it's happening. It's all on a subconscious level until you're out of it. You never know you're under a spell until you're out of it. Right. And then yeah. you look back and you're like, wow, then you see it. And then you're like, then you watch the same person doing it to everyone else. And you could scream. It's like, you could scream into, it's like screaming into the wind. The other people, they're not going to hear you and they have to experience it as well. Um, so there's so much deception right now within the community and within just the truther movement in general. Um, and it's all by design. It's not like these people are just deciding to come in and be bad people. It's just no. people are being overrun sometimes. And it's all, it all starts really with the ego. If you're in your ego, if you haven't done any sort of like work in that area, if you haven't had like one or two or 10 ego deaths, then, <laughs> um, yeah. And they know that's how they can manipulate you. And if you're a very um, emotional person, if you emotionally react to everything, you're easily manipulatable as well um, because you don't have control of yourself. And they know they know what moves you and what, you know, what gets you worked up and they play on that. So it, that's why it's we just talked about when we had you on the show, we just covered all that stuff. But self-awareness is key. It, it really is. And it's it's the key to holding our own power because these beings by design humans are free will beings right god source gifted free will we have the ability to make choices etc but these beings take away our free will they they mitigate our free will and we have to have the power the superpower to circumvent and overcome that and for a lot of people it's like time and time again yeah. there's we have to look at how we're living our life also why do they keep coming in? Why do they keep, and I'll, you know, I'll talk to people and, and I'll ask them questions that are kind of like common denominators about why they're breaking through your force field. Um, you're a little different because you affect so many that, you know, if, if versus your neighbor, if they're affecting your neighbor, your neighbor's probably just like low hanging fruit, let's say. Sure. But when you are, on the world stage platform, making a difference, bringing out these truths, that's a problem for them. They're going to throw all their energy. Energy is just currency. Energy is money, right? They're going to, they're going to spend their lot of money to try to break you down. Right. And it's about perseverance and the ability to learn the lessons along right. the way. And you, your illustration is just wonderful about how they kept shifting their mo with you over and over and over yeah well and and now what they're doing it's like the astral attacks kind of stopped but i see the attacks in my 3d reality and they're subtle it's like it's you always hear about how an entity can mess with your plumbing or your car or whatever um but they also like even your physical body they can make you feel like crap they can there's certain things that I, I'm noticing now that I'm experiencing even like um, emotions and depression and certain things like uh, these negative thoughts that just they're just coming in out of the blue. This is why it's always important to know when your thoughts are your own or not. But I'm noticing that it's like, wow, like all the attacks at night have stopped, but I'm experiencing everything now during the day. They're just, they're just shifted their tactics again. So now I'm like really, really trying to like, uh, fight and combat those thoughts and take care of my physical body and understand that some of these pains and some of the things that are going on with me, they're not organic. And I know people out there can argue with that, but I'm telling you like there, you just get an intuition sometimes when you know it's not coming from something natural. And um, 
that's just a new, that's another thing that they're doing. And I know that I'll sound crazy to some people out there, like that they just think, wow, he's completely paranoid. He's lost his mind. But when you have to live it, I'm sorry. Like, when it, it's, it's, it's yeah. Yeah. It, it's the Hollywood horror flick that never has the credits roll at the end, right? Right. <laughs> yeah, there you go. But it will one day. It will. It will one day, yes. We're writing, we're writing the credits now. Uh, Excellent. Yes, yes. Um, um, it's exhausting on a good day. Yeah. And the ability to function, the ability to hold a job, the ability to have relationships and family and friends, it's really hard, especially when those loved ones around us may not understand. Yeah. And, and it's... So, yeah. There's yeah. so many more things. I'm, I mean, like we could do five episodes. Like I just, we haven't even gotten into certain areas of things that I've experienced, uh, just other tactics. Like, have you read the book Alien Love Bite, Eve Lorgan? No, um, I write that down. We've interviewed her. Uh, so it's how, it's ET manipulation and human love relationships. Mm -hmm. uh, a few years ago, I experienced that exact same thing until that book just magically came into my awareness. I read it right, and I had to realize that I had been completely duped into this love triangle situation that I was in. And um, all of it was, was set up and it was like, I just looked up and I was like, well, you got me. But it, I had to, like, at that point, I had to realize that like, is I couldn't, is anything real? Is there anything positive? Uh, but then I just kept getting a message like, no, you're being, you're experiencing all this. You're being shown this. This is training. Um, it's like, how do you become a master at anything, right? I'm not like I'm becoming some master, but uh, there's no way that I could help someone else through any of this stuff until I've experienced it. And then I can just right off the bat, when somebody starts telling me something they're going through, I'm like, this is happening. It's going to sound crazy, but this is what you're going through. They're, they're capable of this, this, and this. I'm like, no way, no way, no way. I'm like, well, you don't have to believe me, but I've experienced it. And I know this is what they're capable of. And don't hold the, you know, they'll go to any length. It, they'll go to extreme lengths, whatever the case is, but uh, they can make you fall in love with somebody who isn't in love with you. And then they can make that person fall in love with somebody who isn't in love with them. Yeah. And they can make someone fall in love with me that isn't that I'm not in love with them. And it creates this loose farm. And they they create what they do is they'll give you astral experiences with those with the person that you're quote in love with, but it's not love. It's complete hypnotic. It's a love spell. Manipulation, right? Yeah. Um, but they give you these unbelievable astral, like amazing astral experiences, sometimes sexual, sometimes very heart bonding with this person, but the other person is having them with somebody else. And then there's somebody else having them with you. And it's just creates this like lovesick, this heart, this everyone's like lovesick, if, if it makes sense. And they feed off of that and they create this loose farm and it creates absolute downright misery. It sucks you so far off your path. You're so much under a spell. All you can do is think about this person and nothing else matters. And, and it's, and sometimes it could be the narcissist empath relationship. It doesn't matter. They can just, you know, pick and choose however they want to do it. But um, this is another thing that they do. And there, there's an entire book Eve Lorgan uh, wrote on it. And I just scratched the surface on what they're capable of and how they manipulate people that way. Um, that's why the whole false twin flame thing, like you really have to watch out for that term, the twin flame, like, yeah, I do believe there is a divine counterpart or some sort of sacred union for everyone out there, you know, but 
they for everything that exists organically they have weaponized it on some level everything it doesn't matter what it is even seeing numbers like synchronicity all people like see their numbers like you don't think the dark can put numbers in your face Uh and and steer you down the wrong path like that's what i'm trying to get that's the point i'm trying to get across here it's not like yes and then that's when you have to know yourself and really understand the benevolent forces that are your team who are helping you and then when you do see those numbers or you do have a synchronicity, you can feel into it and you're not in your mind. Your mind just gets excited because you had a synchronicity because it's new. You're going through the spiritual awakening and you're not feeling into it. But once you know yourself, you can feel into that. And like, you know, even though that's a beautiful angel number, I'm not, it, it sums off about, it. I'm not going to follow that. And, you know, whatever the case is, you learn to take control of your own life. You know, that's the whole, that's the game right now in this spiritual community uh, everyone, they trick everyone, manipulate them away from their intuition and trick them into giving their power away to something else, even if it's something as simple as an angel number. Absolutely. You're so right on with that. And it's it's a form of programming that we have that we must trust and believe automatically, right? Yeah. This is, These are the angel numbers. You're right. The dark side can have these numbers too. The light side's not privy, just that's not exclusive rights, basically, for those. It's a huge sure. point to make. And I will definitely pick up that book, Alien Love Bite. So thank you for that. Mm-hmm. They do, these beings need our energy. We're, it's like a parasitic relationship. They need our energy. They need, they need us more than we need. We don't need them at all, but we have oh. to wise up. Yeah. We absolutely have to wise up and say no more. Right. And another level to this alien love bite thing is, you know, it's all Satanist. They're all satanic, Luciferian energies. Um, If you do connect or bond with that person physically, you can guarantee there's some sort of ritual taking place. They choose two souls for a reason. It's not random people. Um, I had, I I witnessed some of it. Um, It's, it's unbelievable what they're capable of. And uh, so that's just another aspect to that. It's there's rituals taking place as well. And Um, we have to remember we're multidimensional beings and these rituals take place in multiple dimensions also. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. It's not just like a physical ritual. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And then the whole, um, like I say, STDs are actually sexually transmitted demons and there's an entire you know, that's an entire topic in itself, why they want a hyper-sexualized society and everyone just constantly going to the bar and drinking and opening themselves up and having one night stands. Uh, These demons are just, it's a playground for them. You can call them demons. You can call them whatever you want, but uh, they hang out, they hang out in the bar scene. The bars are, you know, (laughs) we see these TV shows all the time where these ghost hunters or whatever, like, have all this fancy equipment and they like go, I don't know, some old prison or whatever, and something happens and, you know, they all like scream like little girls and run out the door. Well, if you want to ever have an experience or an encounter with a demon, go to a bar, go to a hospital, go to a graveyard, Right. but you better protect yourself. I, anytime I go to, I don't go to bars anymore because when I go to bars, I will get assaulted by <laughs> nothing. Right. right? Sure. Um, cemeteries, not, yeah, no. but hospitals, we have to remember that these guys like low frequency, low energy fear is their friend. Yeah. 
Yes. So when they can, hospitals are full of fear, right? The only yep. time that uh, something is not fearful and it's still fearful is like when somebody has a baby, but usually hospitals are fear-based. So when you go into a hospital, you need to really go unprotected yep. because it's full of fears. And I've seen the security footage in hospitals of an overnight security guard talking to somebody who isn't there, opening doors for him, whatever. And yeah. then they'll, they'll show the security footage to him the next day. And he's like, like, he, no, he remembers it, but oh, he, does he? he, he saw, he thought he was talking to this person. And then they're like, actually, this person just died yesterday. Mm -hmm. Um, you were talking to her ghost and like, and like these people, I've seen a few cases of this now. So they're, this is just an example of like them showing up and that doesn't mean they're a demon, but it's that person who hasn't transitioned yet. Uh, right. Really interesting. There's stuff. a lot of demon energy, dark enter yeah. energy in hospitals. Um, I've cleared my fair share of them. Yeah. They, it's just a feeding frenzy and mm -hmm. we have to decide we're no longer their food. Right. Um, another aspect of the whole sexual thing is something Max Spears used to talk about, which I've expanded on just through my own research and experience. But he, he used to talk about they would send over the Russian honeypot spies, you know, like in the 50s and 60s or whatever. Uh, they would send, he said, everything happens in the astral realm, even the elites, everything, all the important meetings, it all happens in the astral realm. And he talked about like the Hilton hotels being like a meeting place for them. Um, one of the meeting places for them. But he said, everything, all the information, everything you know is stored. You have, everyone has keys and codes and it's stored in your astral body. And, and there's, they have figured out a way to retrieve information from somebody just through their, like their energetic etheric blueprint. And that's obtained through intercourse. So they would have these Russian spies come over and be a honeypot for one of our high-ranking officers in the military, whatever, whatever secret service, whatever agency, and they would, she would sleep with this person, and as soon as you would, uh, as soon as you have intercourse, it's like she downloads all of his information, all of his keys and codes that unlock his information in the Akashic records that only he has the keys and codes for, but it can be passed on through intercourse, and then that spy would literally, that woman would go back and. They had teams that knew how to obtain that information. This is something that he talked about. They were doing back in like World War II times. Um, you don't think that's happening now in this very community, the same exact way. Certain people who like the whole in that alien love bite is one scenario. They might send a person in to get information from you. Something crucial to access that Akashic or your Akashic records or whatever it is. Um, it gets really deep. It sounds really crazy, but this is the reality of the situation as far as I'm concerned. Um, if you don't want to believe me, you don't have to, but. I'm with you on it. It's, um, there's a lot out there. The world is not as simple as we thought it was 10 years ago, 20 years ago. And knowledge is power. And we have to literally bring this to the forefront and let people choose what rings true for them versus just sitting on their sofa being a couch potato or whatever it is. We're very dynamic and we need to work together to overcome this. And I really want to thank you so much for spending some time and talking about your experiences because what you're experiencing is 
very unfortunately more common you've had your fair share of like inundations you're getting it from all levels but it's not to say somebody isn't waking up with a shadow being on top of them or a gray alien and an abduction or whatever it is so uh for better or for worse you've had a conglomeration of these experiences where many people may have had one or two just because you've only had one or two doesn't make it less valuable it makes it very important because this is about soul sovereignty and retaining soul sovereignty and keeping a healthy soul and growing a healthy soul. Right. So thank you so much. I really appreciate your time, Tyler. So thank you. Yeah, thank you. I, I appreciate being here and I, I love having a chance, getting a chance to share all this stuff I don't always get to talk about. So um, there's even more, but we're not for the sake of time and well, for the sake of. <laughs> we're we're gonna we're gonna have a part two at some point. I promise you, because <laughs> these no, are important fine. aspects, absolutely. Yeah. And you can find Tyler Journey to Truth on YouTube and everywhere else out there. They have some conferences every year, so check them out. And thank you again very much. Yeah, thank you so much. This was fun. Yeah, it was. Thank you.